Okay, Nadia Power, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good. Um, home finally after my my exciting indoor season. Um, so it's kind of weird being home after after six weeks, but it's nice. Good time to catch up with family and stuff. So all good. Um, I know I reached out to you there in January, and you said let's maybe wait till February and hopefully have a few indoor a few good performances to report on. We couldn't have timed it any better. Fresh off a national record. Um, did you expect it? Um, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds sounds bad, but I'm the type of athlete who like completely what I'm going to run in a race is always really, really obvious off my training. I don't. I rarely surprise myself. Um, so yes, I did actually think I was in that shape. Um, definitely, I would have looked at the national indoor record last year and thought I could get that once I kind of knew training was going well. And then in January, training camp was going really, really well. And I was like, to end it here, I think I'm in PB shape, which obviously I didn't think I'd, I'd be in that situation kind of an indoor season. You always expect to run slower indoors. But I did kind of have a few sessions where I, I was like, here, I'm in really, really good shape. Like, let's see what happens. So, yeah, I did. I did kind of expect those times, but it, obviously I showed it's really hard to get the time on paper and for the race to go as you hoped. So you had a few good performances in there. You're running PBs, but then to take a full a full second and a half nearly off off your time must have been um, some some sort of a surprise. Yeah, um, yeah, it was more even that I was like after the first race I ran 202.4 but I ran it in the worst way possible the pacemaker went incredibly fast and I was hell-bent on following the pacemaker and I got to 400 meters and I saw 57.7 and like nearly died in the middle of the race when I saw that time and then it was just somehow I managed to get home um so the first race like executed was the first national record was executed incredibly badly so I was thinking ah, I'll go faster than this in every single race after but as it happens with indoor 800s they're incredibly tricky and I just couldn't get it right I, the pace some pacemakers were too slow sometimes I just ran really tactically badly and it took yeah another four races where it finally clicked and I got a much smoother run and the pace went fast and it all just kind of came together so um yeah really happy with with Wednesday obviously and the rest of the results were good but I just I knew I had Wednesday in me like in Toronto so I'm just glad I got that run out so how have the last few weeks been so started off as a training camp in Portugal am I right in that yeah, so, yeah, they've been crazy. Um, so I went away on the 3rd of January. So I was planning to train for maybe like two or three weeks in Montegordo, but I didn't book a flight home. And I remember just the day before my coach Enda just said to me, you might just throw the racing gear in the suitcase just in case, you know, with restrictions, you might need to go straight to a race. And I was like, okay, but obviously very small chance of that happening like I'm sure I want to come home first but then it became quite obvious as we went over that you know traveling in and out of Ireland wasn't going to be ideal and it would be easier to stay kind of more in mainland Europe so um, I ended up going straight to Vienna from Portugal and I raced there and then went from Vienna to France based myself there for around two weeks and got trains to uh, to race in Metz in France and to race in uh, Liban as well in France and then I also got a train to my race in um, Ghent in Belgium and then I flew to Poland so yeah it, it's been crazy the travel was very stressful and I wasn't even confirmed in any races until the last week in January I got 
I knew I was in Vienna and I knew I was in Ghent and the rest of them I found out about three days before so that was obviously equally as stressful just figuring out how to get there on time. So did you have to sort out all the logistics yourself? Yeah pretty much <laughs> it was crazy I feel like I could make it to Mars on my own now at this stage. Do you not just, just, not just yeah, feel knackered by the, time you, just, by the time you get in the race line you oh, do not yeah, just feel no, knackered? Yeah no completely completely I nearly like we were all feeling the same. I, I stayed with um, Sean Tobin and Paul Robinson and Andrew Foskerin and Brian Fay in um, France because we were all going to similar races and Michelle, Finn and Aesut O'Donnell were, were staying close by and like it was really stressful. We were all stressed out. Like some of us were nearly having sleepless nights thinking, oh, how do I have a test tomorrow before the train and what if it doesn't arrive and where will I fly the next day? And like yeah I, I it was really really challenging and I felt like every single day a new challenge popped up I had a new document I needed to do suddenly to make me eligible or I suddenly had to make myself get to a race on time in three days I just got into so yeah it, it was really stressful I almost feel like maybe a factor that made me run so well in Poland was once I got to Poland that was my last stop and I wasn't thinking about how do I get to the next race I just got there and was able to chill out knowing I was going home after. So I actually think that genuinely really helped. Um, but yeah, it was it was really interesting, but I guess it was worth it. Um, but I wouldn't want to do it again in a hurry either. So you must be looking forward to the Euros where all that should be taken care of logistically and you just show up and do the work. Yeah, no, I'm super excited for the Euros. Obviously, good memories on that track. So um, looking forward to it. And it's my first senior indoor championship. Um, so that that's exciting and I think it, it's it's a great it's a kind of great opportunity to to get used to a senior championship before hopefully the Olympics in summer and so from the end of the outdoor season to to now during all the, the various lockdowns how did you cope with all that and the uncertainty of if there was going to be a track se- indoor track season at all um I just got on with it I think that's been my my method of dealing with it from the start I just get on with it either way the work needs to be done whether there's a race or not and I just always always took that kind of that that look at it and you know there was definitely doubts on this indoor season and um, definitely kind of November December and then even then it was really stressful at the start of January when I didn't have any races confirmed and I felt like I was in good shape but wasn't going to have any races to show for it um but either way it was always do the work and and act like there was going to be there was going to be opportunities and and luckily luckily there were but um, I definitely won't miss all the uncertainty once COVID is finished. So you've created a lot of buzz and um, particularly in last week even before we hopped on here I saw Ina Reardon had an article for the Irish Times on you how do you how do you deal with all that extra attention? Yeah it's been um strange enough I think at the moment, particularly, I think my performances have got way more attention than they would have in another year. I think it's the lack of other sports in Ireland and just everyone's, I guess, boredom, even people at home that I know just from outside athletics are like tuning into my races. And I'm quite surprised that they're interested, but obviously it's really nice and it's flattering. So, yeah, it's been the last few weeks have been like so nice. I've gotten so many messages and so much support, but it has been very, very overwhelming. I've had like just a lot of like just so many messages asking me to do different things and um so I just need to kind of like manage that and that's a new thing but I I work with Sinead Galvin um 
so uh, from Galvin Sports Management so she's really really helpful and like just helping me deal with the media and like just telling me what to say or making sure I don't do too many interviews or stuff like that so um it's it's definitely a learning process I guess it's like something like uh David Gillick spoke about uh spoke about on on your last episode um that there's no kind of guidebook on on that part of that part of athletics but um I'm doing okay so far but it might be a bit different if I win an Olympic medal or something like that I, I don't know how people would deal with that much do, do you have methods to kind of like keep yourself grounded or do you just take it as it comes um I think just yeah obviously just seeing my friends and and just doing normal things but I think more so just in order to keep myself grounded myself like I know from my races in in the last few weeks that obviously I did really good in an Irish level but like I got absolutely hammered in some of those races like as in the Vienna especially like you know getting beaten like when I just thought I was in such good shape and everything and then that the 18 year old from the UK Keely Hodgkins just zoomed by me and like beat me by so much and I guess similar like the Ethiopian girl um Alamu in in the last race like it's kind of like I can't be getting ahead of myself that much when there's people beating me by you know three or four seconds in a race so I guess I'm always looking ahead and I know I'm not there yet I'm not where I want to be. Is there a temptation though when you're running that well that you can almost go into autopilot and not be as focused? Are you just hungry to run quicker and quicker? I I guess I guess there is. Yeah, I'm sure there is, but I don't I hopefully don't see it happening with me. I think I've what I've kind of noticed um the last few years from racing and actually just having like more success than I thought I would have when I was younger. Like it makes me it makes you hungrier every year I've gotten hungrier and the better I do the hungrier I get because I feel like when I was younger I, I was quite good when I was younger like I'd win schools but like I always or nationals and like clubs and I'd make I'd make like the junior championships some of the time but I always got beaten by so much at, at the championships and I kind of that that was like taking away from my motivation because I thought oh I'll never make it I'll never be like a senior athlete I'll never be the one winning the medal whereas like when you get a taste of the success you're like oh hold on actually maybe I can do this so then yeah I find that actually makes me hungrier. So what's the plan between now and and Euros? Um, The plan actually has just changed quite dramatically so um, the plan was to come home and train until Euros but I actually got um an invitation to the world indoor final in madrid uh next week so after careful consideration with uh with enda uh, we've decided to go so i'm i'm on the road again and um, i'm going to do that race because i think it's yeah i'm kind of laughing at myself <laughs> the fact i'm going again like even when i got into the car with my mom when she collected me from the airport i was like don't kill me but i'm going again on monday sorry <laughs> but um yeah no it's 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 too good of an opportunity to turn down the points from those races are absolutely massive towards olympic qualification so um i think a good performance there next week will really really put me in a nice position going into summer and maybe even take some of the pressure off um races in summer and are you excited to have other Irish girls running great times at 800 yeah I know it's great like I can't say I didn't see it coming though either like it was things things are really good last summer it's the depth is insane it's absolutely insane um it's it's just so impressive and like we all obviously inspire each other and yeah it's I'm scared <laughs> like we're all scared of each other we're all staying on our on our like on our toes so it, it's great and it pushes a great performance from all of us and I think you can see that in 
the UK. That's how the UK is like nearly the best for middle distance in the world because they all just push each other and suddenly, you know, whatever your two flat isn't that good or or your 147 or your 146 isn't that good you need to be better you need to be better so I think hopefully if we get that going in Ireland that that will just lead to more good results internationally definitely so your first your first song choice my first song choice yeah so my first song choice is um gorgeous by Kanye West um I chose this song because I actually listened to a podcast called Dissect while I was away and it was like Dissect is like a podcast series where they do 30 minutes on each song of an album and like go into so much detail so I know my beautiful dark twisted fantasy incredibly well now and um, it was so interesting so I chose this song um, because it's on my warm-up uh, playlist for races and I just really like the song and Kanye also kind of discusses um this how high the stakes are for the success of uh this album because after this album he or sorry before this album he had um kind of fallen everyone he was a bad guy after the whole Taylor Swift debacle um at at the I think it was the VMAs or something like that so um the stakes were high for this album and um he kind of discusses that and compares that to his Olympics. So I like, I guess I like that reference. And yeah, just, just a good song. century anthems based off inner city tantrums based off the way we was branded face it jerome get more time than brandon and at the airport they check all through my bag and tell me that it's random but we stay winning this week has been a bad massage i need a happy ending and a new beginning and a new fitted and some job opportunities is lucrative this the real world homie school finished they just stole your dreams you don't know who did it i treat the cash the way the government tree says i won't be satisfied till all my niggas get it get it ain't no question if i want it i need it i can feel it slowly drifting away from me i'm on the edge so why you playing i'm saying i will never Rory Chester picked Runaway two weeks ago. I know, I know. Literally, when he picked that, I I, I listened to that um, and I was like, oh, damn, I probably would have picked that. But like, it's one of those albums where I would pick any song on it. I just, it's definitely my yeah. favorite album. When he picked it, I, I re-listened to the full album and it's it's insane how good it is. And um, 
We I know we said on that one he hadn't separated Kim K, but just today Kim K has filed for divorce. So unfortunately. I know. Yeah, yeah. You were just like debating <laughs> over it. I know. I know. I'm sad about that. I'm like, I'm, I'm like into reality TV more than I should be. So <laughs> I'm the type of person who would actually care about that type of news. <laughs> so let's go back to your school days. Um, when you're in school, did you always see yourself pursuing athletics as a full time aspect of your life, I suppose? Uh, no, 100% not. Um, I loved athletics always and I was always really determined for my competitions and disciplined with training I just it, that's just something I've always had in me the heart the kind of the hard work was never an issue but um I think the self-belief was definitely missing and I I always just thought you know I can win juvenile nationals but I I never saw myself making it you know at senior level all the senior level kind of international athletes that were winning medals were I just thought I, whatever they had I didn't have it and yeah so it's kind of it is nice looking back and that that you know I've kind of surprised myself and done better so I guess I always just saw myself going to college I always wanted to go to a scholarship um in uh, in the US and but I kind of thought that that was it after that so um it's it's nice that I've I've made more progress than I thought I would have so when colleges in America came knocking did you just jump at the jump at the opportunity to go straight away yeah, uh, yeah, no, I definitely did. Um, my coach, my old coach in Temple Oak AC, his son was a college coach in America. So he had always kind of had the idea in my head and that was always the plan. And I guess that was kind of as far as I saw myself taking athletics. So um, I happened to run really well the in the week when, or sorry, in the year when colleges were recruiting. So uh, I think it was like summer of fifth year. So I was like, um, it, the timing was perfect and I actually got some good offers. So I visited Providence and Iona and University of Virginia and I went with uh, the University of Virginia. But obviously, as a lot of people know, it didn't work out so well. So go, talk through that experience. What, um, I suppose, why, why didn't it go well? Yes so um yeah no it was it was <laughs> yeah, I just have to look back and laugh so I went over obviously for four years straight after the leaving cert but I was home by the middle of January so about four and a half months is all I made I kind of got there straight away and was like this isn't for me I just I don't know I just knew you just know like it was a lovely place and it was a really good school and the people were really nice and I wasn't injured but I knew the training wasn't right for me and I could kind of see the team around me dropping like flies and I was like it's only it's only a matter of time before I get injured here but I still was going to stick it out for a year I had deferred a place in DCU so I think by Christmas I rang Enda and I was like um I knew I knew him just locally because he and actually lives really close to me and I'd raced his daughters Emer and Sarah a lot so I knew and uh, you know kind of from a younger age from a younger age so I rang him at Christmas and said look I don't think I'm going to last here four years I think I'll be in DCU by September but then I had a whole like falling out with the head coach in Virginia because two athletes booked uh their sorry two athletes me and another girl and uh, we booked our flights back two days later after Christmas then they wanted us to be uh, back so <laughs> that doesn't go down well in America I feel like that was so shit that something like wouldn't be a thing in Ireland but I, I think they're kind of more into authority and stuff there the college coaches and fought, really following the rules no flexibility so we flew back two days late and um 
we didn't change the flight because it would have cost like 700 euro to change the flight we just insisted we were flying back two days late and apologized and um yeah got our scholarships reduced and like weren't allowed into the facilities we're just he was just we were just treated so badly and I just like well said look I didn't like it here anyway so I guess I'm just gonna leave so two weeks after returning uh in January I just left and went home (laughs) surely that coach isn't still there if he was treating athletes like that no and what's been really nice since is I've met people kind of at random races some Americans or I actually met a Croatian thrower who was there and he he I met him last summer in Croatia and he goes I remember you you, you know like that guy was absolutely crazy and he and he was like he said that everyone in America knows that coach like to be to to kind of have incidents like that so um <laughs> I felt way better I've heard that a few times since that it's like a known thing that that coach is just a bit mad and I kind of over the top with certain rules and he's not even in athletics coaching anymore so I guess <laughs> it's it is what it is but um I guess everything happens for a reason in that sense but it it, it was unfortunate because I was really excited for that experience but I also think I was smart in the way that I deferred a place in DCU and like didn't really like I knew it wasn't a hundred percent chance that America was going to go really well so I was prepared for for the, the fallback. Okay so but when you come to terms with that that it, this hasn't worked out and you know, I've seen people go to America and there's all like, oh, best of luck and everyone's wishing you good luck. And then you have to turn around with your tail between your legs and say, oh, it didn't work out. Was that hard to, was that hard to take? Yeah, that was so hard. I was like almost kind of embarrassed. Just like, I feel like everyone thought it was so cool, you know, in Ireland, maybe even outside athletics, like just in my school and all my teachers and people, local people and my neighborhood just knew I went on scholarship to America and just thought this was so cool and amazing. And then I was super embarrassed coming home and I was kind of like, I need to rebuild. And I felt like, you know, I wasn't going to college until the September. So I was home in the January and I'm thinking, what do I do now? And I had to, I decided I was going to move coach and move to Enda and, you know, I had to get a job because that was the only thing I was going to do so it really was like a rebuild start again make a new life plan so it was difficult but at the same time like the worst bit was coming home it kind of it got better from there on straight away you seem to have very just get on with an attitude you never feel sorry for yourself no (laughs) I've never thought I've never thought about that I guess um no I definitely do at at times but um yeah I guess I'm the type of person who's always looking forward and thinking what's next and I think a lot of athletes are like that but it's probably something that yeah just keeps me I'm always focused on the future and how I can make things better okay our second track so our second track is August by Taylor Swift um, I'm a big Taylor Swift fan which I was embarrassed to tell you about but then you said you're also a Taylor Swift fan so I was like quite the big, happy the biggest shock the biggest shock 2020 for me was becoming a Taylor Swift fan I was as shocked as anybody that that is fair that is really fair like I I'm hardcore like from from the Fearless album and and I kind of keep it keep it on the down low but um, I guess saying it on a podcast isn't, isn't really doing that but yeah we're going with uh August from Folklore album which I just love that album so much it came out last summer I'm pretty sure August and it was when I was setting off to Finland on my own and to race finally getting going with the 2020 season and I feel like I just listened to this song and this album and throughout all my travels on my own last summer so it really reminds me of those times on your door I never needed any 
so good evermore was it like a really nice surprise but it just doesn't do it for me at all like I, used to, I, used, I, used, I, I used to shit on taylor swift all the time but now i'm unapologetically a taylor swift fan i don't care yeah i think yeah maybe we need to just be more open open about it but she's up to her game she's up to her game she's she's been in good form since since the pandemic definitely so that song august um irish nationals was august and you were you weren't allowed to run so were you were you hurt by all that and you feel kind of yeah that yeah ang- anger about it yeah um yeah that was a little bit disappointing obviously i went to finland specifically because it was on the green list and then just to find out while i was already in finland that that i i couldn't run in nationals um yeah it it was it was disappointing i guess because i really wanted to do the 1500 last year because i find it quite hard to find get 1500 meter races i kind of get way more opportunities now with the 800 because i'm known as an 800 runner and so yeah no that that was definitely disappointing and i just one of the other stresses that came with covid and stuff like that but i guess once again i i got on with it and um took took the next few weeks definitely and just set off again um to uh to I think I went to Gothenburg um to race there and that was a really great experience um uh, racing against like Raven Rogers and Shannon Robbery was like crazy because I've just watched them on TV for years and then yeah had a really good season after that so it was disappointing but you know we're gonna have nationals every year I guess so um I think I dealt with it well enough in in, in the situation but I just wish it didn't happen obviously <laughs> So 2017, you're back in Dublin. How do you go from non Enda to him being your your coach? I remember he called me, actually. He heard. So I came home from America and he heard 
obviously through the grapevine that I was home and he just asked could he I had agreed I was going to move to him anyway in um in September but he asked could could we start from then on and we had Euro Juniors coming up that summer so yeah he and anyone who knows Enda knows he's well able to talk so he came over and um, to my house and just sat with me and my mom and we just kind of made some plans and talked about DCU and talked about we're, what we we're going to do and yeah we just got going then after that and it's just been just every season I've, I've just gotten better I think like he's such he's just such a good coach and I think even more so than him being a good coach we're just the perfect fit for each other just overall and his training just works so well for me and our relationship is really good so um obviously I'm 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 really grateful that it all worked out in in that way I could just imagine that conversation before you know it your end is your coach and you haven't even had an input and you're just like geez end is my coach now yes yes that, that that tends to be how we operate <laughs> yeah yeah no um but no it, it worked really well and it made sense just with DCU and at the time in DCU there's like it was really great we had really good training groups and I think I did had loads of people to train with all year and then I went on to make the European junior final in the 1500 that summer so um I had a good enough year but I still hadn't I guess by the summer we'd been together six months and it's still the training still hadn't like 100% clicked I think I improved on maybe like one or two seconds but we hadn't really made huge jumps just yet so that didn't come until I guess the next year. So as end is coaching is it does it work like a from a purely training point of view or is it just his um the human touch I suppose? Yeah I think a bit of both like he's very he is quite scientific in his training he like plans meticulously he can show me you know he'll plan my training three four months in advance sometimes I can know what I'm doing in four months time and he really really sits down and puts a lot of time into it but definitely yeah he has he has the experience of an athlete so that helps as well and he has the experience of dealing with so many different athletes in different situations from DCU so I think in that way too and he just really also knows what to say to me before races <laughs> definitely he knows how to just get me in the perfect mindset for races always so I think that's that's a really good part that he has that maybe not every coach has I suppose when you mentioned there you almost felt a bit embarrassed to come back from the states was there a chip in your shoulder then to kind of prove people wrong I don't know um I definitely just I just took it one year at a time like it, it wasn't yeah I still at that stage 2017 wasn't like I'm going to be a great senior I think I just came home and said look I'll give it a go in DCU there's a good athletic setup I'm on on scholarship here let's give it a go and yeah I, I just I just kind of got going and trained hard and started enjoying it more I think to be honest the progress came from enjoying it more than I would have in my teenage years and enjoying it more than I did in America okay our third track our third track is Lana Del Rey. Um, I'm a huge Lana Del Rey fan. I could have picked about 30 songs from her. I really love her. Um, so I picked Radio um, by Lana Del Rey. It's probably not a very well-known song. Um, but So I picked this one because in it, she is kind of talking about how she was always like, dry. she always wanted to, make it big as a singer and she's kind of saying now she's finally on the radio and one of, there's a line in it that says uh American dreams came true somehow I swore I'd chase until I was dead and I guess I was listening to this in Portugal I was driving in my rented car on training camp this year and I just like really listened to it and I was like hold on a second like I just kind of had a reflective moment being like 
do you know what I'm getting there because me as an athlete I'm always looking forward and forward and how can I be better and I'm as I said there earlier I'm like oh well you know two minutes is good but I'm being beaten by so much by people who are running 158 159 but I in that moment listening to radio I was like I had a reflective moment I said like do you know what you are living the dream to some extent like traveling around to the best races in the world sponsored by Adidas running faster than I ever thought I would so I guess I was appreciating it and kind of Feel, feeling similar, I guess, to Lana in a way, so that's why I chose this song. Not even they can stop me now. Will I be flying overhead? The heavy words can bring me down. Will I be raised from the dead? really good I really really like it and yeah I just really had a moment with it <laughs> um, so I guess when when we were talking about songs um, it, it just sprung to mind. So you mentioned there you're sponsored by Adidas and you're you're also studying marketing aren't you in DCU? Yeah 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 marketing innovation and technology in DCU yeah. So how much how much time do you spend spend thinking about personal branding as an athlete? Yeah probably I, I it's definitely something we consider I guess I think and now I wish it wasn't this way but I think you know that's the way it is now with athletes and you know I think you just got to play ball with it and um I, I wish it was all about just results but I, I just don't think that's how it is now I think with sponsorship and um I think it just really helps to to, to share your story with social media so it's something like like we were talking about with Sinead I know like Kira and Tom are with Sinead as well um and Phil so um, it's something we'd work on with Sinead and um, it's something, I guess, from a marketing point of, uh, point of view, um, I know the other side of it from college. So, yeah, like I do, it's, it's not crazy, but I, you know, I wouldn't be overthinking it the whole time, but I am aware it helps me as an athlete to share my story. And then equally, 
I get really good feedback from sharing my story like I get so many nice messages and like so much I've made friends through like just sharing stuff on Instagram and yeah I just I think it's it is actually just positive to, to share your story as an athlete and, and people like it and people want personality in athletics in Ireland so I think I think it's good in that way yeah I definitely think I think it's all it all just boils down to storytelling and that's how you become more invested in an athlete if you know their story a lot more but um do you do you find it a bit of a chore or are you quite comfortable putting yourself out there um yeah it's yeah it can be it like I think in the way I do it it can it I'm comfortable but you know I wouldn't there's other things that I wouldn't want to do myself just personally like um like you know I'm maybe if if someone if a brand asked me to like make a vlog or something like that or you know talk on my story or that type of thing that I wouldn't be comfortable with that but I think it's all about just like managing what you're comfortable with and then every athlete's different you know like I love other people's content in in some ways but I wouldn't do it myself so I think it's all about just like posting in a way that's authentic to you and then like in turn like people like that when they can tell you're being yourself and that's a normal thing for for Nadia to do and she's not trying too hard or she's not trying to be someone else so that's kind of how I look at it 100% yeah so you're in final year in DCU yeah yeah I'm in final year but I have split it into two years and um, which is such a great option we have in TCU it's an absolute lifesaver because it's been very hard to stay on top of college the last few weeks so um final year but I'm, I'll be back next year doing uh, doing half the modules do you think when you graduate you're going to jump straight into the working life or any plans um well I think now I'm hoping I can be a full-time athlete um which is definitely something I didn't think I'd be looking at ever um I guess I've signed with Adidas for four years so and hopefully if I just keep improving or, or performing well with um, I can get funding from from Sport Ireland or Athletics Ireland. So I think a decision I've made maybe in the last two years is I I want to give this absolutely everything. I think I'm on on the cusp of on the cusp of being on the top level and like I'm enjoying it so much. And I do think I have the potential, you know, to, to make a career out of this for, for, I guess, the next few years. So um, I'm doing everything I can to, to be in that position when I graduate. So how far into the future do you think? In general, you mean, or athletics wise or? Um, both, both, I suppose. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a deep question. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, not much past 30, probably. <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I'm kind of slowly coming together with a picture of how I guess I want the next few years to look athletics wise and general life wise and thinking about how I can make that financially sustainable um, and just and all that. But I guess um, in in a more competitive way, we just kind of think, you know, I'm thinking about Euro indoors and then I'm thinking about Olympics and definitely nothing after that. So 2021 Euro indoors Olympics, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be really great. Um, obviously, I'm I'm not qualified for the Olympics through the time, and um, so I'm hoping, I guess, to get the time in summer or um to get in through world rankings. So, all eyes are on 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 that. And yeah, it's, it's obviously I've started twenty twenty one out pretty good, but um, we'll see. I'm I'm, you know, I'm not on the plane until I'm on the plane. So that's the way I'm thinking about it. And then just generally athletic ambitions. Are there any one set in stone, or are you just trying to improve all the time 
yeah I think I think for me it's just try and improve the whole time because I guess what I've discovered over the last few years is you don't really know how good you can be because I never thought I, I'd be at the level I'm at now so I don't want to like limit myself now I guess I'm just looking forward and keep getting better keep improving and hope hopefully just to be like become prominent um in international 800s and 1500s and I'd love to move to more 1500 maybe in a few years but um, I've got a lot of unfinished business with the 800 for now okay that wraps it up our last track so yeah our last track is um young dumb and broke by Khalid I think that's how you say his name um or Khalid maybe but um that one pretty this one sums it up really it sums up everything I was talking about it's kind of um I love the song anyway I just think it's it's catchy it's good it's a feel good song but um it sums up me going for the dream too I think you know um I, I've made the decision to 100% commit over the next few years try and make this happen try be a professional athlete try being an Olympian and be representing Ireland regularly and um you know it's it's the path less travel definitely but I'm maybe on young dumb and broke as they say going for it a world week well I'm going for it but I'm going to do it anyway so you're still thinking of me just like I know you should I cannot give you everything You know I wish I could I'm so high at the moment I'm so caught up in this Yeah, we're just young, dumb and broke But we still got love to give While we're young, dumb, young, young, dumb Still got love to give while we're young, dumb, young, young, dumb and broke.